recording. So, <clears throat> last session we played, uh, you all had made it to the Thousand Caves of Buddha, uh, uh, a sacred spot uh, in a river valley just to the southwest of Tun Hang, and in and amongst the, the sand dunes of the desert, you found the river kind of carved a little uh, arc in the sandstone, and down there there was some greenery, but again, it's cold, January, uh, and it's only slightly warmer down here once you're out of the, the winds. And then you met up with the uh, old, uh, old monk that maintains the place, and he gave you a place to stay. Uh, one of the caves, you're able to set up camp. The walls are richly decorated with the uh, uh, Buddhist uh, scenes and iconography. And you settled in, and I believe Sam had kept first watch. And then just as he had finished, and that uh, Reggie had gotten up to take over, suddenly a knife in the darkness had come out. And I... Did it hit Reggie, or did it just miss Reggie? I, I, somebody, Reggie got I, I think it a, was uh, a like dart. a dart. A dart. A blow dart. I took a blow dart in the side of the neck. Yes. Well, this is definitely bigger than a blow dart, a usual dart, but it is because it's about like that. Um, <clears throat> yes. And you keeled over, and then we had dramatic, you know, cut to music. And so now oh, you guys are in combat. And Poppy, you're awake. Meanwhile, uh, your intrepid pilot, um, Cluster, is still asleep. And then uh, we'll get back to Polly and George here in a second. Okay. What do you guys want to do? Panic? Run around in circles? Go back to bed? <laughs> Poppy? Reggie's on the ground, bleeding, has a big, weird, feathery thing sticking out of him. I'm going to rush to him immediately and use my nursing skills to uh, examine the feathery thing sticking out. Okay. I'm not going to remove it immediately because I, that would be painful and there could be blood loss, but I'm going to examine it. Yes. Uh, it seems to be some sort of handicraft... Uh weapon of some sort with uh, a long, thin blade and then feathers on it that seem like maybe they were part of how it was, how it's thrown or shot. Um, and it has, seems to have lodged into Reggie's shoulder, like below his collarbone. So it's like a projectile? Yes, you think so. So I'm going to... amulets suck. Now, where you are at the moment is you're next to Reggie's bedroll, where he was, uh, in full, kind of like right in front of the opening to the cave, which you guys are maybe like-ish, one story-ish worth up, like basically one ladder up from the the ground floor, the ground level. But it's really dark out there. So... Well, first, I'm, I, I'm trying to determine if it, this projectile has a barbed end tip on it or something like that. Okay, so do you want to give me a first aid roll as you determine? Yes. 
And I always have to ask this question. What would a first aid roll be? Well, you should have a skill, right? Under what? Under your nurse career? Yes. So it's either plus two or a plus four. And what I do need to tell you is that this would be a D8 roll. Okay, that's what I needed to know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't find my character sheet. Uh, I am embarrassed to say that. But... It's, a, it's a Google sheet. Okay. So it's... I think if you Google for... Probably Poppy. If you search in Google Drive for Poppy, you'll find it. Okay, it should be shared with right you. now in the Slack. Sorry, I don't have any information about that, but I found something else. Do you want to know, can you search for someone's Google Drive? There's a link in the Slack chat and COC. Okay, excellent. Your skill is a two. Okay, and I rolled a four, so... So you're on a six. That is not a success unless you want to put any points into it, which I think for medical type stuff would be mental points. Oh. I think in this case, I... Uh, I don't want to put any mental into it. I want to okay. save the mental, but... Um, I'm going to sort of gently tug on it and see if it's... All right. It's embedded in there enough that you can't at the moment tell with all the blood if there's a barb on it or not. Okay. Okay. Sam, what do you want to do? Uh, stay low. Uh, try to stick to shadows and find the source of whoever's doing this, this dark shooting stuff. Do you want to go to the entrance of the cave and look? Uh, if that helps me get a line of sight on where it's coming from, like when we started this, I was over by the campfire, as I recall. Yeah, so that's the problem is that you kind of like you're in the light looking out toward the dark. Yeah, and then somebody was coming to replace me, they got shot, so I need to uh, move out of the light and try to see where the, where the source of that is. So I think this sounds like I'm gonna do a, a duck roll kind of serpentine thing mm -hmm. to get clear of being readily apparent as a target okay um you can't i don't have a map of the cave but basically it does sort of have it's more or less square like it's been carved out it's not it's not a natural cave it's a man-made uh, room carved into the cliff mm -hmm. so uh there is sort of space by the doorway that you could get you could get cover from and be next to the door so here's where I'm confused, because my spatial orientation from our last game is that I was not in the enclosure where people were sleeping. I was out away from it with a fire. Okay. Watching the high line, because I didn't like the fact that we were at the bottom of a valley. So I don't feel that, from my recollection, I don't feel my character's in a position where he's anywhere near doorway cover. I'm more like, is there scrub brush or something else, or can I get away from the fire? Do you get what I mean? Like, I wasn't in the cave, I was away from the cave. 
in so our the cave, like I said, the cave is like one one level up. There's a ladder to get up to this level. Right. You, if you all had a campfire, <clears throat> I assumed it would have been close to the entrance because otherwise you would have, you know, had smoke. Well, I had I had a fire. Yeah. But I'm not like I don't know if they had another fire for the for the camp. But in my mental visualization of it, I was in the lowest point in the valley, away from the camp entrance to keep watch over the camp, like the whole. Okay, so you're so what you're saying is you, you, like, you weren't in the cave at all, right? Like the wall of structure, I'm looking at like a giant jukebox to see somebody coming over the crest. Is what I've been hanging okay. out looking for. Uh, let's see the. That's the, what that was. I, and I may have described it well in our last session, but that was my middle image of where I was. So I okay. wasn't immediately in the camp. I was looking out over where the folks are camped. And then when someone came out of the cave, they got knacked with the dart, uh, which JJ did. And then I saw that happen. And But I'm looking at the jukebox of the whole thing, trying to figure out where the jukebox hero is, I guess. So then in that case, it would make more sense uh, that you all were not... I mean, it makes sense that you don't have a fire in the cave because one, ancient priceless murals and smoke don't mix. Mm -hmm. And two, you, you just simply would, you know, smoke yourselves out. Right. So then it sounds like that down in the sandy river bottom is where the campfire was. Yeah, well, that was my understanding, was, yes. Yeah, and then where people were sleeping would be in the cave, not close to the fire. Which is where I was thinking that that was looking at like a, a, a good 45 degree angle up towards crest. Yeah. To see if anybody's coming up on us from that. Yeah. So anyway, so I guess that's the real question then is, <clears throat> would you all rather be sleeping next to a nice warm fire, or would you rather be sleeping in a cold cave that blocked the wind? That is a great question. Like Sam wants to be out where he can yeah. see the stars and smell the wind or taste the wind. But Poppy and JJ. And I apologize. I didn't mean to make assumptions for anyone else. That was just how I had it mentally no. framed in my head when we were doing This was at the end of the last session, and so we're sort of like, you know, speeding through it. <clears throat> but that's what I would be inclined to do. Or Sam would be. Whatever inclined. spot he had picked out for Overwatch, for Watch, I would have gone to the same spot. Okay. I would have just assumed that that's where the guarding is. He's clever at that sort of thing. Um, but that doesn't mean they didn't get me on the way out of the door. Mm. Well, you were, we did agree that you were, well, you woke up to take your turn. Mm -hmm. And so you were approaching the fire, basically. Okay. <clears throat> so, you're, JJ, you're not in the cave. You're outside, and presumably Poppy is as well. You all were sort of like, had your bedrolls and had a cheery fire basically, and then Sam was some distance away, and so in the midst of all of that, uh, Dart, Reggie falls down, Poppy goes to his side. Uh, yeah. And what this does mean is that um, there's a lot of places for this, the, this to have come from, and you guys don't have very much cover at all. No. So, Reggie, you feel a numbness in your shoulder. Oh, I thought I was already unconscious. I'm sorry. Um, well, that was, that, was the, that was the dramatic end uh, of the last okay. session, but maybe it's more fun that you don't spend a whole bunch of time unconscious right now. 
Okay. First off, I'm cursing these lousy amulets. I'll um, say that I'll say that you passed out and then Poppy slapped you. Okay. I wake up there you go. and um I want to uh be careful of moving in such a way as to do further harm. And I will say, I think there's poison on these or something. I'm going numb. Uh I might appreciate it if you could take this out before I I will start to lose acid. God damn it. <laughs> um. Okay. Poppy? Um. And Sam, on your turn, you basically rolled into the shadows, right? And now you're yeah, standing. Yeah, I'm hunting yeah. for the source of the so a glint or a, something, a sound where where the source was. Yeah. Can I get back? To, can I walk? Yeah, is your shoulders kind of getting numb, and you're you know basically been sort of like stabified, but um, you're able to walk. Uh, well, probably need Poppy's, You probably need Poppy's help to get to your feet, though. Yeah. My concern is that not only is this like just because the feathers on it, for whatever reason, like this is barbed. Is it also possibly poisonous? That's what I just said. Yeah, but you're, she can't understand you. Ah, got it. Well, the then I'm going to make a break for the cave. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, so climbing up the ladder, uh, give me some sort of agility or acrobatics thing because your hand, your arm is giving you no benefit on this. So. Okay. Um, I have uh, an outdoor survival skill, hiking, climbing, rough terrain. Will that climbing, work? Climbing, right? Climbing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like climbing. All right. What what die? Um, I'll say it's a D eight still. You know, just making you roll it is a sign of the difficulty. Gotcha. Five. Yeah. Are you putting any points into it, or are you flailing? I'm flailing. <laughs> okay. So you try. Again if I can't round. get up the if I can't get up the ladder. Uh, I will stay at the base, and uh, also there's, there's, there's like also 999 other caves, some of which are on ground level. Oh, okay. Well, maybe next turn. Yeah, yeah. That was the description last week. There's a whole latticework. It's like a honeycomb, which is another reason why Sam would not be in a cave. It's because there's a, it's a honeycomb. Yep. All right, Sam. Uh, do you have like? Use your recon or whatever as you try to scan. Figure out where this came from. Uh, yes, sir. I'm going to use my my marksmanship long rifle hunting skill uh, to spot that deer in the middle of the night and hope that I can spot whoever it is that's blowing darts at us. Uh, I rolled and it's pretty close to full moon. It's like a little bit past the full moon, so even better. Is some decent light. That's great. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure what I need to roll for that. 1d8, 6, 10. 
It's a D6. It's D6? still All right, I've got a plus, strange terrain. Brush. That's a primary skill off my mountain boy. Yep. So I'm going to go, is that a plus four or is that a plus two? It's a plus four if it's a primary. Bang on. Uh, let's see how this goes. Eight. All right. So scanning around <clears throat> through the the brush, uh, that's kind of like on the very small riverbanks. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, you're able to see what you think was a, a figure moving through the shadows, but it is very stealthy. Like, this is not some just, like, tourist. Right, right. Uh, to light up a shot, I'm going to need to kind of track that. So staying low and trying to stay as out of sight as possible away from the fire. Uh, is it okay if I take a, a moment to kind of try to track that to see where I'm going to get a chance to line up a shot? And as soon as it seems like they've stopped or fixed to try to take another shot themselves, then shoot them? I guess I'm trying to say, can I overwatch at this point? Or, or say, what D&D yeah. &D would be like a delayed attack. Like when they right. move, I'll shoot kind of thing. So basically, uh, I'll assume you're within arm's reach of your rifle at all times. Yes, sir. And so, um, as you kind of like track where this person is or trying to figure out where they're moving and keeping an eye out, yeah. you're basically bringing your rifle up and, you know, yeah. chambering around or clicking off the safety or whatever. And, okay. So that's what you're doing. And... We don't have Poppy. So, um, so JJ, yeah. So you want to try to get into a different cave? Um, yeah, and um. Okay. Ah. If she is looking like she's gonna take care of me, then I'm going to get cover. Let's see. So she was back by the fire. She was checking you out. You got up and basically stumbled over to the ladder, discovered that you were not getting up that ladder. And so... Yeah. I will see about another cave. Okay. So you're able cover. to get into another cave um, into, you know, with cover without having to roll. It's... Uh... All right. And I'm I'm looking back and seeing if she's got me in her sight. Okay. Well, we don't know what Poppy's doing just yet. Okay. Okay. So, Reggie just shambled away from you, and then he sort of struggled with the ladder for a second, and then he turned and went into a cave. So, seems like you and the Russian guy are still by the fire. Well, so I'm going to go say, oh! <laughs> oh, dear, let me go and check on Reggie. And I'm going to go follow Reggie. Okay. And the Russian guy, I'm going to say, he's sort of like goes over and like drops prone some distance from the fire. All right, so you go into Reggie's cave where he is, uh, I don't know, slumped against the wall. I'm going to try and clear, uh, sit in a position where if she's got to work on me, she can work on me. Okay. Okay. I'm... Okay, so what I want to do is, um, I'm trying to think if I would have, 
We need to do, what I need to do is remove this arrow thing carefully using some tools, you know, to have a scalpel or something in my kit. And then clean the wound and check my meager medical supplies and see if I have anything that's some sort of, since I don't know what this poison would be, you know. Mm -hmm. Is there some sort of general thing that one would take? I don't Probably know. a stimulant if you think that the poison is going to like, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Knock him out or stop his heart. So I'll give him some good World War II era um, meth. <laughs> <laughs> Methamphetamines to the rescue. <laughs> right <Kimberdell> all ales. <laughs> All right, so you're in this dark, dark cave with just a little bit of light coming in from the fire some distance away. Just Poppy and Reggie. So I have no light is what you're saying. Not much, no. Okay. So you can do this by feel uh, if you want to give me a, a first aid roll. Okay. Still a D8. I'm sorry for all the dog noises. We just got a puppy. It's just as noisy here. Okay, I got a three this time. You yes. rolled a three or you rolled a one? I rolled a three. Okay, so a five? So a five. Are you plus two or plus four? Is it a primary skill? Which one? Uh, so I have... I just really have to rethink I think you my... said it was a plus two, right? It's a plus two yeah. for wound care. Uh, it's a plus four for observation and a plus two for bone setting sutures and amputations. Okay. Plus two for knowledge of medicines. Yeah. Morphine, so, painkillers. So that gives you two a five. Cool. All right. So you just pull that arrow right out. Yes. Ow. And then I imagine there's spurting blood and whatnot. Yeah, but she I've can't got see bandages. it because it's so dark in here. Like, maybe there is. Maybe, maybe that's not blood. You don't know. Right. Could be anything. So then I'll bandage him really well and then give him a pop of amphetamine. Okay. Um, okay, so... Sam, after a moment, as you kind of watch, you see a figure again moving between two of the bushes. Do you take the shot? Well, as little John would say, shot, 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 shot. Let's do it. Okay, let's, give me a marksmanship roll. Let's put a hole um, in that. that, that shooting in the dark at a moving oh, yes. target, so it's a d6. Groovy. Uh, I still think I'm a plus four, though. Yep. Seven. All right, that's a success. This monkey's going to heaven. All right, what's the damage on your weapon? Uh, that's a good question. That I hope I have an answer to. It's a long rifle. Calibrated shotgun. I honestly don't know. That's a really good question. Let me look. 
I can tell you what it is, but I don't remember. Let me grab my copy of this. Yeah, sorry. Sniper rifle rolls, Springfield model 1903 with the scope. That's what I'm using. This is my old and faithful. We used this in Spain, speaking of, from the bell tower. Um, I have no idea what the stats on this are. All right, let's see. Probably, there's probably yeah, they don't appear to be in the sheet. No, they're not. Sorry. I'm going to say it's it's a hundred, but I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's, right. an, it's an owie. Yeah. Yeah, but that is part of my, that's my, my that is my declared kit. Yeah, it's um, not in the book yet. It's uh, still in yeah. there. Whereas my revolver is on my hip. My Tommy gun is still with the rest of our camp gear. Yada, yada, yada. But yeah. Is a, the sniper rifle that I used in Spain and, and other places is what I'm using currently. <clears throat> Perpetually maintained, upgrade, or uh, cleaned, Let's see. kept up to date, oiled. It's a beautiful, beautiful rifle. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know the damage it does. I just know the description of. I have a really decent description of the rifle case, uh, and a, that it's stashed in a golf bag with clubs, uh, which is a trick I learned from the A team <clears throat> in their Vegas episode in season two. But that was back when we were getting through customs. All right, give me a uh, a d6 roll. Yes, sir. Three. Three, okay. Okay, the figure drops down out of sight. And your rifle shot echoes down the canyon. And now we get to be curious about how many of them there are. I am going to do the, um, I don't know if I still have action in this turn, but whatever I can have action again, uh, I'm going to reallocate myself before I line up another shot uh, because they know where the shot came from. Okay. I learned that from Tom Berger and Sniper. I think it's actually redeploy, not reallocate. I apologize for my misuse of the English language. Well, they both kind of work. Hmm. <clears throat> or we just say move. <laughs> <laughs> when does Polly come into this? Poor fella. Soon enough, soon enough. Good. Okay. So as you uh, readjust yourself um, and... Uh, Poppy is working on Reggie... Um, and, um, so George, you are yeah. a short distance away from all of this, as it turns out. 
you were back on the plane, watching the plane while they um, traveled to the uh, uh, to the city, and then they moved on to the caves. Some of these blokes attacked the plane, and you, with a dash and a machine gun, managed to dissuade them. <laughs> uh, okay. But after a while, you kind of like you got it in your head that you needed to go warn these guys um, because you got a pretty good look at them because this was like around like three in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you swam ashore and then managed to get uh, uh, a pony and you rode back down here. But as it got dark, it took you a while to find the caves. Okay. Because you didn't have a guide, you're totally doing this on your own. And then, as you were just really just starting to get a little frustrated, you heard a rifle shot not too far away. Ah, uh, okay. So. Sam, you so, shot me in the head, you bastard. Not <laughs> <laughs> that close. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so was, you're kind of like. Uh, and you saw that there was probably about six of them that you guys scared off from the plane. That I scared off? Yeah. Okay. Earlier earlier today. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I got six of those guys, and... So were they attacking me with their little blow dart needle gun thingies or whatever? Or... Or like the What's airplane? That? Were they like... They were coming out... Um, what do these guys look like? Are they like little pygmies or what? <laughs> no, they're, they're normal looking guys um, for this part of the world. Yeah. Uh, wearing kind of like heavy coats. You don't really know like individual groups out here that well. Mm. You know, being fresh out of Canada. But, um, you know, they're like... Pretty big guys, like probably about six feet tall. Oh, okay. Asiatic. Um, kind of long hair and kind of like heavy, maybe wool coats. Um, and uh, and they had these little sort of like re recurve type bows that, you know, like were small, but they were like punching holes in the plane. Like mm. they were really deadly accurate and... They were clearly like, you know, one of them was like, you know, ordering them to like, you know, start peppering you guys with these arrows. Um, and that's when Adesh got ticked off and loaded up the Lewis gun. Mm. And uh, it took after like, you know, maybe about like, you know, 40 or 50 rounds, they kind of like lost interest in the plane and moved on the other side of the sand dune. Okay. And then you didn't see him after that. Okay. All right. So, knowing that my friends are maybe being tracked by these, by these buggers, I guess I should go towards the sound of the gunshot. Well, you can see a fire up ahead. That's as you get closer through the trees. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's go towards the fire. Okay. Fire. Stealthily, stealthily. <laughs> is George is George stealthy? Ah, uh, he has his hobo skills. He can be somewhat stealthy. Oh, that's true. 
and he also is a lumberjack, so he probably can move through this stuff. Okay. As long as you're not singing. Because I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Sweet work song, on, and it works all day. day. So, is you're coming up? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can Sorry. say there's sort of an embankment that is down closer to the water, and then up higher is the level where you can see there's a fire, but nobody around the fire. Um, you'd have to probably spend a round looking around to see if you could spot like people in the shadows, like Sam. Hmm. Okay. But you do see from your angle uh, that there's like you know maybe four guys, it's hard to see, down by the embankment <clears throat> using <clears throat> using it for cover. And they seem to be pulling out those bows again. Mm, okay. All right. Let's uh, see if I can sneak up on the closest one and take him out. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. This is what a Molotov cocktail would be so happy. So you're trying cause... extra hard to be stealthy? Yeah. Do you have a stealthy skill? <coughs> Wilderness survival? Alright, I'll give that to you. Okay. You Purple. Sneak up on a moose. <laughs> Dang moose. Uh. Ooh, uh. All right, I will say this is a D8. What's a plus two, or? Is that a primary skill? Um, it's one of my background skills, so. Is it the first one listed? Yeah. I have my background, hobo skills, and then wilderness survival, and then speak English and French. I have the lumberjack stuff, my pilot stuff, and fuel operative. It sounds like hobo skills is the first one, right? Yeah. So I think that's probably your primary, so I think this is a plus two. Alright. So seven plus two. Oh, nice. Nine. You are stealthy like a giant Canadian ghost. Okay. Like an albino moose. <laughs> oh, albino moose. I've heard tales. Okay. Um, Reggie. All right. Your, your wound has been uh, staunched somewhat. Um. Is it, do I still feel it bleeding out? Uh, there's a lot of blood, you think. It's dark in here. Dark in this cave, because you don't have like a torch or a flashlight. Do I feel like I am going closer to unconsciousness? Or, golly, that pick-me-up is exactly what I needed. Cheerio, let's go. Uh, I think probably the pick-me-up hasn't quite kicked in just yet. I mean, this is a matter of a few seconds, I think, between okay. per round. Um <clears throat> But you do feel like you don't have an arrow in you anymore? That's good. Um, all right. And well, you have then. some sort of gauze kind of like slapped over where it was, and your arm's still kind of numb. 
Gotcha. Uh, this was which side, left or right? Your choice. I mean, <laughs> um, let's roll a die because otherwise I'm going to pick the the non-gun arm. Okay. So, one is left, two is right. Uh, one is left. Okay, so I draw my pistol and I sneak back out. And I okay. thank Poppy. <laughs> thank you very much, ma'am. <laughs> then I go sneaky mode and head out the door and immediately cut right. Okay. And try and spot whoever is shooting at us. Okay. As you head right, that's heading, leading you closer to the monks, uh, the large Buddha and oh. the monk's cave. <clears throat> but... Actually, then I'm going left. I'm going to go away from that because I don't want to get that guy killed. Okay. So you, you cut left and you're kind of staying low next to the, the cliff base, basically, right? Yes. Which there's some larger boulders and rocks down here, so that does give you some cover as well. Jolly good. All right. Poppy is still talking to humans. So, Sam. All right, let's see what we got. So, can I see anyone else? Like, apparently, I nearly shot poor Polly. I didn't mean to. But do I see where that figure's heading to or towards or anything? Or am I just rolling around the dust trying to not get shot? Um, give me another wilderness roll to see if you can spot anyone else. Because right now yeah. you saw one person and you shot one person. Yeah. I'm still going to have, I'm going to have to, that, that poor little John song was going to be stuck in my head all night. We used to say that we, we uh, trained Boomer because Boomer was diabetic. And I sang it to him once and he learned it. And he would come to get a shot if I just sang it from anywhere in the house. You know, <laughs> twice a day, then shot, shot, shot. And then Boomer would be there to get his shot and stay alive a little longer. It was awesome. Uh, all right, cool. So what am I giving you? I'm giving you a roll. Which roll am I giving you, sir? Yeah, it's a D6 plus your plus four, I think. Five. Ooh. I rolled a one. Ouch. Oh, critical fail. Yeah. All right. So you're looking around and... Um, you think you see a figure, but you're not sure. So I didn't trip over a snake again, because that's happened. Nope. Okay. All right. But you're not 100% sure. I'm going to stay low and keep looking, I guess. See you next turn. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. And as you stay low and keep cool, uh, some arrows fly out and hit around you, but none of them hit you. I am so happy they missed. I'm just going to keep doing my ghost who walks through rain thing. And, okay. You know, yeah. All right, Polly. Wait. You have successfully snuck up on these guys, and just as you get there, they shoot some arrows over the embankment. All right. Hmm. What do I got? got uh. Okay. 
Well, why don't we take out the semi-auto and take them out? <laughs> All right. All right. It's not very sportsmanlike, but... What's the conversion? <laughs> Alright, so you pull out the semi-auto and you're going to open fire. You're trying to fire multiple times? Yep. Alright. Uh, so I think it is... You can shoot three times and it's... It's dark, so I'll say it's a D8, a D6, and a D4 for each okay. of the shots. D8. This is a six. What's your skill? Um. What do I? It's just base. You didn't take any firearm skill? Oh, I didn't wow, do it. The Canadian military is really nice. <laughs> I haven't done any upgrades since uh, our last adventure, so. Oh, you didn't add a new career? No, I didn't. Didn't add any career, anything, so. All right. Um. All right, do you want to put any points into the, I guess, physical points into the, the role? Yeah, sure. What do I need? Anyway. So first roll is a six, and you put one point to make that a success. Okay, let's do that. Dude, you have a skill that you have not yet chosen. That's true. You have navigation, unarmed combat, and nothing chosen for the third skill of field operative. How about not pistol? that a soldier should be able to shoot. <laughs> so are you so you're basically asking tank to download firearm skill yes will you will you let me will you let me do that sure okay seems reasonable that you would know it so yeah okay all right cool. so you don't have to spend a physical point because that would give you a plus two so you go from a six to a seven yeah or six to an eight yeah yeah six to an eight and then, okay, so D6 is a five. And then my D4 is a two. So I will spend to make the second one and I will leave. No, the, the second one is a success because you have a skill of two. Oh, right. Yeah, so, so add two yeah. to each of your rolls. Oh, okay. So, so what do I need? A, do I need a six or a eight to? You just need a seven or better. So, oh. okay. So it sounds like on the second roll you made it because you rolled, was it a five? Yeah. So plus two, that's seven. Yeah. That's a success. And then for the third one, you rolled a two, so which means you have a four. So you need to add three points to turn that one also into a success yeah. or you can just take your two successes and be happy 
What do you think, guys? Do I want to be happy, or should I just <laughs> plow them all out? You should totally be happy, because three points is a lot. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll take the two shots and... Is this a, this is a pistol? Yeah, it's a Luger. Luger, got it. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> you come up and there, the guys aren't paying attention to you as they're, like, shooting arrows, and then you just start blasting. And, uh, two of them go down, and the other two are now, like, you know, whirling around facing you. Uh, and Sam, you see all of this. You see muzzle flare, figures over there. Something's going on. Something unexpected. And Reggie, you also, you definitely hear this. Uh, you may not have as good of an angle as uh, Sam does. Very good. Okay. Uh, Sam, are you doing anything? Uh, getting closer and trying to line up a shot. But I'm not going to shoot anything until I know what's going on. Yeah, you, you can't see any heads, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, yep. So I'm going to do the, the duck walk, basically, and try to get closer. Got it. So you got the, the rifle out here. Okay. Um, okay, and... Uh, let me see. Oh, okay. So... You start blasting, and then, uh, George, you get an arrow thumps you in the chest. Duh! <laughs> Good and deep. Duh! Uh, and you think that there's, uh, looks like there's maybe, like, um, two other guys over there with bows. Uh, they're now kind of moving and trying to get cover behind uh, trees, but one of them shot you before... That I'm moving to where I heard gunshots and then saw arrows flying towards uh, Ian. I'm assuming that we're team gunfire and that there's multiple shooters since there were multiple arrows. So I'm going to flank around to the left and try and get a shot. And I'm going to sneak until I can get a good shot. Okay. So much like Sam, this turn, you're moving to find a good position. All yes. right, George, how do you feel about being shot with an arrow? I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm going to rip it out and throw it back at the guy <laughs> <laughs> and start chasing him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you... I'd love it if you actually held it until you got to him and then killed him with his own arrow. Mm. Just that would saying. That's <laughs> one of those Trump NFTs from today. Do you <laughs> want to charge a guy? Uh, you might be able to get to him this round. Yeah, totally. Okay. I'll do it. All right. Um, let me, I'll just do a quick 50-50 roll. Yeah, you totally are able to get to him this round and tackle him. I don't know. Yeah, I got, I got my unarmed combat. <laughs> yep. I'll give him his arrow back. Okay, I'll give him his arrow back. In his <laughs> eye. You dropped this. <laughs> Alright, so this is basically like a uh, unarmed combat, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think an arrow counts as a weapon, so uh, give me unarmed combat roll. Okay. 
Oh, it's an eight plus four. <laughs> oh, that's, that's an extreme success, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a twelve. Uh, describe the manner of his death. <laughs> oh man! So I'll come up behind him and then just like <laughs> with the arrow. Okay. <laughs> this is what I think of your lousy arrow. Yeah. Um, it's gotta be like that sting shot from Doom, though, where you can see his mouth is slightly open with surprise, and you can see the arrow through it going into the mm. into. Yeah, never mind. Sorry, <laughs> Patrick, I apologize. <laughs> Wait, I missed totally missed Polly getting revealed. How did how how have you joined the? Well, yeah, nobody's seen Polly yet. We're, we're... okay. Uh, okay, I just want to jump back for a second. So, Ian, you were giving notes on how Polly killed this guy, or how this guy died after Polly killed him. Does that count as death notes? Yes. <laughs> like, I like how you killed him and the death and the blood and all of that, but I got a few suggestions I'd like to. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, horrors have been in my bag, so yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Sorry. No, and what Polly did was awesome. Well done, sir. First kill of the night. All right. Um... Okay, so Sam, as you are in position, you see there's a figures moving. They seem to be moving backwards from something. Something large like a bear. <laughs> I think I need to get closer before I read on that because like it's it's awesome that there's something big, but that's just gonna be more danger for me, so let me get closer and get a better sense. What I am gonna do though, because I do know the smaller guys are what I was tracking because of that initial shot. At least I believe I do, because the headline. The headline says we're the uh, head height. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to stick with, I'm still going to track them while I'm looking at. So I'm going to try to, what is it? Um, so there's basically there's a line of brush kind of like along the embankment. Yeah. And so you've gotten closer to the embankment, which is why you're able to see heads while JJ still can't. I want to basically but you're still strafe, behind brush. I still want to flank or strafe. Strafe's the wrong word because I'm not shooting. But I want to. I want to try to flank that line, as you're saying, to basically get a better sense. But there's an expression you used to use in soccer. We called it barn dooring, where you basically would try to position yourself in a way that the two forwards that were coming towards the goal, because I was always a defender, uh, neither of them really got a great shot because my legs were in the way. So it's not like I could directly stop them. You didn't charge them directly. You basically stood in the way where both their angles were shit because they'd have to work around me to get something through. Um, I'm trying to do that, knowing that the bear is treating the bear as one of those forwards and the group that's backing away from the bear as the other forwards. And I'm trying to basically slide sideways, but I'm... The people that are backing away are the ones that my, my gun is aimed at. All right, so you're basically dog-legging to the left and right yeah, well, well, to the embankment. You explained it better okay. than I did, sorry. All right, so JJ, you see this, that uh, Sam has suddenly, like, turned 90 degrees and is now moving in a different angle <clears throat> ahead of you. And Poppy, you can kind of see Sam moving over there, too, because he's, you know, he's duck-walking with his rifle out. I'm going to make sure that I don't let him get in between me and the targets. You the probably can't see any targets. You can't quite see what he sees. No. Uh, you can just well, see him. Then I can follow him. But you, could also, but you could also, if you wanted to try maybe flanking, you could go down into the riverbed and then come up along the river. Done. Yeah, that's, that's always flank. Always flank. I flunk flank, sir. No? No one? Okay. 
Spaceballs. Oh, right. Right. Oh, yeah. Classic. <laughs> okay. So Reggie disappears down into the ravine or the, the riverbed. And uh, yeah, George, you're next to one guy. You just basically ripped half his head off. Um, and there's another one with a bow that's backing up and uh, is going to, let's see if he can manage to get a shot off practically point blank, but you're a big target. And he does not. He's still struggling with that. What do you want to do? Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll grab his bow. Okay. You're just like going to make a grab for the bow? Give me a strength check. Which is a flat roll. Uh, which, yeah, for you, I'm going to say that that is a D10. Ten. Ten. Right. So you basically swat the bow out of his hands. All right. Awesome. And then... Canadian Hulk smash. Yeah, no doubt. And then just punch him in the head. All right, give him a give me a unarmed. Unarmed, okay. Roll. Oh, an eight again. <laughs> <laughs> oh All man, right. on fire! All right, you drop him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Awesome. All right, and. You kind of look around, and there's, like, five guys on the ground here in the riverbed. Nice. <clears throat> I Sam. show up on the flanks, and I miss the party. Yes. <laughs> so you turn around, and there's one more coming up behind you. He's sneaking on you. <laughs> you better smash him. Oh, oh he's holding tea. Yeah. <laughs> And then moments later, Sam sticks his head out of a bush. Yup. I believe that I will say, ah, well, excellent. Are any of them alive? Oh, excuse me. And then I'll probably crumple to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Under the, the effects of a powerful native uh, hallucinogenic and, uh, and methamphetamines. Uh, <laughs> just sort of lies there and twitches. If nobody Aww. minds, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through and strip their persons of arrows and and bits and parts. Uh, both because we probably need to figure out what the toxin is, but also because it's always handy to have some toxins in hand um, that I will okay. carefully wrap and and prep. They seem to be dressed in and like uh, long coats that kind of come down to almost like mid thigh or upper knee. Mm -hmm. uh, heavy, some kind of woolen hair coat that's dyed like a dark red. Um, and they seem to be, um, as you check them out, um, Reggie, you think they look Tibetan <clears throat> specifically or. Maybe Nepalese, but uh, probably Tibetan. And... Why do I keep seeing concentric circles of Buddhas dancing in the sky? Yeah, what's going on with that? <laughs> um, and they are, have these kind of like, like I said, short sort of recurved bows and uh, a small box quiver with uh, more of those arrows. Uh, heavy boots and 
you know, basically look like they've been uh, some some food, uh, dried cheese and things like that, uh, dried jerky, and not well, a little on the smaller side. Like they seem like they've been living rough for a while. So I'm gonna take their rations and uh, all the darts and one of the bows. Okay. How's the bow threaded, by the way? Does it look like it's a durable bow, or does it look like it's kind of a crappy bow? No, they look pretty good, actually. Uh, I'm going to pop... Handmade, this. yeah. I'm going to carefully pop strings off the other ones for backups and put those in my pocket mm-hmm. and then stash the, the bow. But having some poison darts, if I run out... Because we have a finite amount of ammo and munitions on this trip, and that's going to continue to thin as we move forward, so... I'm taking all their stuff. Sorry to go Fortnite on it, but I'm taking all their shit. Yep. I also think right, we should Bobby, bury the bodies. Nobody's, nobody, you haven't heard any sounds from anybody. For <coughs> okay, so I'm going to move into the group area and uh, see Reggie slumped to the ground. Excuse me, miss. So that's my first. <laughs> Your head is glowing. Ah. Well, I have just the pill for that. Um, I'm going to look for something to knock him out. No. Look for something to... Um... <laughs> I think my soul is still leaking out of this area over here to the left. He may be dehydrated. I'm going to give Reggie some water. Okay. And then, uh, so what's our move now? We can't stay. Can we stay here for the night? Do we think we're okay? I think that my, my meager opinion is that that was the crew. That was the hit. That was the full gang because the way they grouped up and hid over here where, where George took them out says to me, that was the crew. And and this did this all come from the kid outside of the restaurant? I've been listening to the back episodes. Uh, it's wholly possible. Somebody tipped him off. Remember the kid that yeah. was out in the street and then yeah. Reggie and yep, yeah. and Reggie went to talk to him and he ran yeah. off and it's wholly possible. It's also we're not hard to miss as a bunch of white right. folk in a place that doesn't have a lot of white folk. Um, and and with guns and money and and travel gear and a plane and we're really we're like a giant pinata. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the attack the plane. That's why I'm here. I tracked the buggers down, and I should probably get back to the plane and make sure it hasn't been stripped of everything. Well, I mean, you left a dash with a machine gun. Hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna laugh and get back there, and it's like that that Billy Crystal movie where it's up on blocks, and they just went in for a couple minutes, <laughs> come back out with Gregory Hines, and it's like, oh darn it! I oh. say that pilot is excellent at sleeping. Yep. So if if we're staying here for the night, I'm gonna give Reggie a sedative. If we're not staying here for the night and we're moving closer to the plane or anything like that, then I won't. But otherwise, I I would give. It took Reggie... you all day to get here from the city where the plane is. So your options really are stay here for the night or go wander around in the desert in the dark. I'm concerned so we about the spiritual well-being really cold, of right? our horses. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, 
Giving him a sedative right now, putting him in his bed hole. <laughs> Good night, Reggie. <laughs> Good night, Reggie. Yeah, and I can, I can. I'll I see you in the next slide. I, I apparently. Yeah. I'll keep. I'll keep. This is the bar, bar though, isn't it? This is the the bar though we were just reading about. It's fascinating. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, see if they have extra horses. We can make our horses be friends with their horses, and then we'll have extras. What time would you like your alarm call? Oh, um, George. George. Shortly after I turn fifty. George has got a bloody spot on his chest. I'm going to point that out to to like. Does that need medical care? Perhaps. Let's take a look. I mean, dude's not tripping daisies like somebody over here, but he's still, he got, he got nicked. So, the, yeah, and then you're going to look at Poppy's super bloody hands covered mm. with, at this point, probably dried blood going, ah. it's okay, it's okay, I'm a nurse, I know what I'm doing. All right, well, when oh. you guys deal with that, I can, I can go grab all those bodies, drag them over and burn them, not a big deal. Okay. Right. Well, I'll we take a look. Apologize at... to the monk. I'm <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. Can you apologize <coughs> to the monk for me? I believe we've desecrated something. So it's uh, yes, you'll, you'll find that uh, Wang Yuan Lu, the the monk, has been woken up by the gunfire, and he is over, kind of like with a with his. Uh, staff standing by the fire kind of peering around trying to figure out where the where the shots came from oh i thought he was blind so we need to go over and introduce ourselves and well you introduced yourselves to him earlier today when you arrived yeah. okay he's the one who has told you you could stay in the, this cave which you guys decided not to stay in that cave hmm. isn't he blind though He's old, and he's, like, maybe hard, a little bit, like, myopic, but he's not completely blind. Oh, okay. That's, that's cool. Uh, yeah. He was just hiding until he leaves? No, I... I'll... I will wave to Poppy's him as, gonna I, go walk over by, as I walk by with... Or Dave. bow or something. I will, I will wave to him as I walk by with, you know, dead people to pile and start a little pyre. So, you know, we're all friends here, but the bad Tibetans have to go uh, to bad Tibetan afterline. Do you explain to them about this? You basically give them a story? Uh, not me, boss. I'm just doing the job. Okay. So, Poppy, with your bloody hands, you go over to him? Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold my hands behind my back, kind of. And, um, oh, hey, I speak Mandarin. I forgot yeah. that. Yes. No, I'm totally going to go over and I'm going to, I'm going to like, I probably, so I'm going to roll down my sleeves or stick my hands behind my back or something that kind of obscure the nursiness and then go it's up and, dark and start. It's kind of dark firelight, so it's not easy to see anyway. Yeah. And, and so I'm going to, um, say hello and. Um, I don't know if I spoke to him before, so thank him for 
letting us stay here and say that we've taken care of a little bit of, you know, bad business, but it should be quiet for the rest of the evening. He's quite concerned about, you know, the dead bodies that, um, if I understood correctly, Sam, you're just piling them up. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask him if he recognizes any of the people. Well, he's going to come over and he's going to start saying a prayer over each one. Um, okay. And, uh, and we'll note the, the bows that I guess you piled up. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I took the strings. Do we have, does he see the arrows that I go took with all the bows? The arrows. Or... Sam has one bow, all the bow strings, and all the arrows. Yes, and all their dried meats and cheeses. Do I have the the arrow that I took out of Reggie? Uh, You can, yeah. Uh, Although you didn't say you were holding it, so I assumed you maybe dropped it, but maybe you held on to it. Well, it's I I I either dropped it in the cave, but let's say you know it's within reach, and I yeah, or or you're holding on to it as a possible weapon. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. It was in my back pocket. Um, you stuck in here. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It was, yes. Oh. All so okay. I'll, I'll show him the arrow and, and say that uh, we don't know why these people attacked us, but it seems curious that they're following us and it's not a good sign. And does he have any thoughts? Um, he will tell you that uh, uh, they look like bandits to him. Um, unfortunate, such a tragedy. Um, you know, loss of life is always tragic. Uh, but uh, he's glad that you all are safe, and uh, you know. But yeah, it's uh, there's quite a few uh, tribes in like the mountains that are specifically bandits, and you know specifically do banditry as their uh, cultural way of life. And sometimes they come down here. So these, to him, these look like the regular run-of-the-mill mountain bandits. They're not, like, Well, I mean, they, they look like hill folk to him. Uh, he doesn't okay. know specifically. He's not totally up on all of that. But he's uh, he's been here many, many years, and so... Um, yeah, he doesn't specifically recognize these guys, but they definitely, you know, are dressed in Tibetan style. Well, cool. Um, does he have any other uh, thoughts on in the situation? Um, do we need to bring out all the bodies? Does he want to say prayers after the prayers? Should we bury them? I'm burning them so is burning well will he be offended well, if that's we why i was hoping you distract him and question. kind of move him away because he can't see that far <laughs> so he won't uh, know the giant <laughs> he <laughs> won't smell the barbecue <laughs> <under the sun. laughs> uh, but yeah stack them log cabin style oh, yeah. <laughs> so am i <laughs> conscious enough to come in Not and start babbling style. with this poor guy <laughs> uh, you've been given a sedative so i think that you're probably out unless you yeah. were yeah. hilarious oh i would love nonsense. it if like reggie has to like some secret i don't know uh well, reggie's been reading the like, a hollow leg when it comes yeah. to opioids Re- reggie and so wants he's to come, just like, like he can't knock a, a, a he, sort like, of an, a like, trippy ah. info dump of what he's read of the tibetan book of the dead and how he's he is apologizing <laughs> to the souls that just attacked him and possibly poisoned him and uh 
but whatever is in that poison yes. man uh it's pierced the veil between reality and life and death a little and uh yeah he's just going to talk too much until he just slowly like settles That's onto a, the Reggie, ground Reggie definitely thinks he's talking yeah okay yeah you know that that is how i felt as a kid though the first time i had a mountain dew so i, I get you <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, the uh, Tibetan Book of the Dead is mostly about you know treating rituals for when someone dies, as well as what you should do after you die. So uh, it is uh, topical, I guess, at the moment. Um, but yeah, so I think basically he's kind of concerned that it's like dark and there's bandits about so he's going to barricade himself back in his cell and uh, suggest that you all do the same and uh you know try to survive till morning good luck uh, i'll take oh. the next one oh, thanks. <laughs> dead by dawn dead by dawn <laughs> <laughs> Swallow your soul. Uh, so yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pile those bodies up and shove them full of brush. And if we get any any kind of accelerant around, um, I don't think we do though. But if we have kerosene or something else, I'll help that. But yeah, there's probably lamp well, oil. Work. I'm just gonna just to get these guys burning because that's just how you do if you start shooting arrows into my friends. That's where you're gonna go. Yeah, Done. I think I think there was, I, wouldn't one of these caves have a a lamp with like you know a pool of oil with a wick in it probably. or something? You've seen a lot of uh, like butter lamps or you know uh, animal fat lamps around here, but I'm pretty sure we already had a discussion about how there was like kerosene on the plane. Yeah, so for a similar situation where things needed to be burned, I yeah, don't know. it's a it's a. It's a <laughs> There may be reasons why this is a familiar solution <laughs> for Sam. We've dealt with other things. <laughs> I was just like, burn it, burn it good. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and we and you know, plus it gives us more light. So I, you know, because I'm clearly not sleeping until dawn. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. It probably takes you till about dawn to get this actually like up and lit. Yeah. Oh, it smells so, like breakfast, but yeah. Okay. Are the Tibetans vegetarians? I can't remember if they're vegetarians. No, they eat like a the lot Tibetan. Of yeah, these guys had meat, dried meat in their thing, so these guys yeah. weren't okay. vegetarians. Okay. They were they were full on. I think the Tibetan diet is probably similar to the native Alaskan diet. That makes sense. And they had cheese, they're clearly they're doing they're doing goat raisin or something. Yaks and yeah. fish. Yeah. Yep. Dairy is a big part of their diet. Oh, yak cheese is awesome. Forms. That is some funky stuff. I love it. Love it. <laughs> it is. It's good. Yeah. It is. It's like getting back together okay. with an ex-girlfriend, man. It's good stuff. <laughs> so the next day, the next day dawns cold and clear, uh, blue skies, and yeah, you have a smoldering pile of blackened bones now. I call them uh, Owen and Baru. I hope that's okay. <laughs> See, I knew that's where your mind would go. Crispy critters. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, uh, what do you guys want to do? JJ, you are probably not in shape to do much today. No. I, I'm going to moan and uh, at some point 
croak out, can you check this? I think it's broken. I think this might be a good, a good yes. uh, one of the D&D's terms of rest up, because no, Sam at this point's been awake for 24 hours and probably should sleep. Uh, you know, uh, and, and, and Jay, she should definitely take some time to recover. It's still like looking at George, like you still got punched in the chest by something, buddy. So hope you're okay. Uh, but it'd be awesome if by the afternoon, though, with some rest under our belt, uh, if George and I, I want to propose that George and I go and check the plane and see where it's at. Um, since we're the muscle, but it's up to you guys. Oh, you, to, you say so. Yeah, that's a great about. idea. We should totally split up. I'll I'll be right here. <laughs> no, not right now. Not right now. I mean, I just but whatever. Tactically, the smartest thing to do is for us to stay here half dead and to sleep. Yeah. And you all run off. Yeah. Oh no, Sam. No. Yeah, Poppy is staying with Reggie. Sam, Sam right now, Sam's and... got to sleep. So so this is this is the short term. Sam's got to sleep. Sam hasn't slept in quite a while. Yeah. All right. Alright, so this is probably a, a pretty chill day on the whole. Um and Poppy, you have a chance to sit around and talk with the priest. Okay. During the day. While Sam sleeps and Reggie snores and mumbles. And I'll do that. Yeah. And George, you've got your, your arrow hole kind of itches. So, um, anywho, uh, <laughs> talking, talking with the priest, you, he tells you a little bit more about the, the, the caves. If you're interested, he you know, often mm. plays like tour guides for visitors. What are these caves? <laughs> Well, uh, over the like a thousand years, uh, travelers on the Silk Road, uh, who would basically, Tun Hing was the point where the northern route and the southern route split off. So as they're heading west toward, you know, um, Turkmenistan and Russia and, you know, Europe eventually, uh, this was sort of the point, the last sort of kickoff point from like civilized China. Um, and, and often the rich merchants would uh, patronize and have a Buddha carved and painted here as a devotional to ensure that their, uh, their caravan was safe. And so it just kind of kept going and going as, you know, donations and uh, new Buddhas were commissioned. And so now it's a whole cave system full of these uh these shrines uh and uh uh devotional spaces and things like that hmm. um and since over the last like you know 200 years or so the silk road really has fallen into like you know much less use and so um no one comes out here to these caves very much anymore. And so this priest is the only one who like looks after him anymore. Uh, questioning him a little bit more about uh, the more recent history, you can find out that, uh, and you may, as you look around, you notice that there's Cyrillics 
words carved into the stone, often over ancient uh, murals and things. And does anybody here speak Russian? Nope. Nope? Okay. Um, well, your Russian guide, who's also there with you, Poppy, um, he can also, you know, help. Basically, when the white Russians lost, a lot of them came over the border into China and ended up here. And for a time in, like, the early 20s, they were all housed in these caves, like, by the Chinese government. Hmm. Um, and a lot of the, uh, the uh, caves were desecrated by bored Russian soldiers. And uh, and the uh, your friend, the Russian guy, you know, his he talks about your friend uh, Patrick Miles. Uh, he says, yeah, he was very interested in some of these stories, especially the ones about the soldiers who said that they found uh, a secret treasure here in the in the caves. Did you hear this story? And the, the, the priest is like, ah, that story is nothing but a bunch of lies. Uh, pay this, pay this fool no mind. And he's like, ah, I heard it was true. I heard it from another Russian. But, um, if that is a story you want to question him more about, you're free to. Yes. Um. Well, he basically says that the story was that there was one of the Russians in here. He said that he found a secret door that led to a room full of treasure and he closed it up again and was going to come back for it. But, um, after the soldiers moved on, uh, he told his best friend because he was uh, sick and dying and couldn't come back here. But um, no one could really figure out where he uh, where he found this uh, hidden door. And so Patrick Miles was very curious about this um, and the description of the uh, the treasure in particular. He said that he went into the cave and there was like a great diamond. Hmm. <laughs> Did anyone see what cave he went into or what area he was in? Uh, the priest, after some cajoling, kind of grumpily says that he was. He he saw him up and he kind of points toward high up on the cave, one large entrance. And he said, you know, he usually saw him up there around the red, the king of the red, the cave of the red king. But, um, you know, again, you know, there's nothing here but, you know, Lord Buddha. Uh, and Lord Buddha is the only gem that you need. And he gives you a of whole course. kind of uh, sutra about that. So, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Poppy thinks to herself. <laughs> 
Jed thinks to himself, man, this would be really great if Clay had brought her archaeologist character. I know. I was thinking my archaeologist character also speaks Russian, but not Mandarin. Yeah. Well, my archaeologist character is well, on sabbatical, so. Yeah. But hey, <laughs> could the archaeologist character have drugged up Reggie quite so effectively? Maybe. <laughs> With uppers and downers <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> Just to give his heart that much more work to do. Reggie Does is, anyone have yeah, like, amateur archaeology? We'll, we'll sit up about one degree and that's about it. And go back down <laughs> and go back down and sleep and that's it for today. And And everybody else is involved in burning bodies or Sam's burning that's bodies? That's just me. I got it covered. Well, should we? I guess it doesn't make any sense to go explore that cave. We, the cave of the Red King. Tomorrow. That sounds super Tomorrow. cool. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. All right. So you spend another day there? Another night? Yeah. And the night passes uneventfully. And the Tibetan priest wakes up in the morning and is surprised to see us, see us still alive. Oh, the Chinese priest? Yes. Yes. Reggie will moan a great deal. Reggie, you're feeling much better. Oh. I saw... Huh. Very strange. And I will stretch are, is, it. are there proper cups of tea to be had? All right, let's see. Sorry, Reggie, to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, tea sounds wonderful. God. I think we could have tea with yak milk in it, possibly. Indeed. Or at um, least some goats. <laughs> well, perhaps we should. Um, uh, oh, I will apologize to the priest. Um, and. Uh, Thank him for his hospitality and understanding. And wait for the info dump from everybody who was actually awake yesterday. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so you all go and investigate the cave? Uh, sure. Yes. All right. So you climb up like three ladders to get to the cave entrance. And inside you see that there's a larger cave than the other one you saw the other day. And um, uh, 
and it's covered by frescoes and you see why it was called the cave of the red king because there is a large red buddha um on the far side uh it's uh, he's painted as standing over a broken human corpse surrounded by dakinis which are female tantric spirits um and then you can see that there's a mural of what looks like a uh, fat merchant in fancy robes with many camels and a wagon, possibly the, the man who uh, commissioned this cave or this Buddha. Um, and... As you look around, you can see that there is indeed more Russian carved in here. We should ask the uh, Russian to translate it. Okay. Well, he tells you that some of the Russian in here is scratched as like sort of crude jokes or uh, patriotic comments about the, uh, the czar. But um, there's three lines that he sees that he translates um, which are different as he translates he says that between the red god in his dark heaven and the fat merchant's camel the door to paradise mm -hmm. Between the red god and his dark heaven, and the fat merchant. Merchant's camel. What? The door. So to we paradise. just look at the wall. Merchant's camel. Right? <clears throat> well. Do we see a fat merchant close to the Red King on the wall? Uh, you do see that there's the uh, the merchant with the caravan, and then the Buddha, the Red Buddha. Do we see a door between those two no. figures? I'm going to get a very detailed and search the wall. And I'm going to okay. see if there's a different interpretation of between those two. Could it be on the floor or the ceiling or in a different plane? Uh, so the wall appears to be plaster on stone. And the painting is quite, you know, to your non-expert eye, seems like it was very well done, but it also seems to be very ancient. And as you are looking around, uh, it takes a little while, but um, you notice that, you know, like of the like eight camels in the caravan, one of them is sort of like turned around and he's looking the other way. Um, and as you're examining him, you notice that the camel's eye is actually a small hole. All right, I'm going to try and push something into that hole and feel around in it like I'm picking a lock, except that I don't know how to pick a lock. 
Does anyone know how to pick a lock? Like, so you basically get like a stick or a piece of metal and small fiddle around with it. Okay, so you get like a tent stake or something. Yeah. And as you push it in there, you can feel something sort of like <coughs> shift. And the panel begins, uh, comes loose from the wall. And it appears to be on some kinds of hinges. Well. And as it swings open, you can see that it is, looks like it's wood panels that were covered with plaster and then inset to hide a doorway. But just behind the doorway, you can see that there is a block of stone uh, that comes down almost to the floor. Oh, what's the gap between the floor and the stone? Uh, like maybe about like four inches. Mm. But examining down there and looking, it looks like the stone is on some sort of like runners on the side. Like, you know, it's it's a rectangular stone, but then on the right side and the left side, there's maybe like a little bit in the middle that sticks out that fits into the the sides of the wall, um, almost like a sash window. And it looks like it dropped at some point. Oh. But there's something underneath it that's blessed, kept it from going all the way to the floor. Hopefully we won't find Patrick Miles underneath here. Um, how much does this stone look like it weighs? Tons? Uh, not tons, but several hundred pounds, probably. Um, maybe let's get the boys all involved in finding something that could support its weight uh, if we can manage to lift it. You all interested in um, trying to move a stone? I may not be up to it. Yes. No problem. We got it. Okay. So Sam and George, you try to lift the stone? Sure. Let's do it. And... Uh, lift with your knees, not your back, George. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With some, some pulling and pushing, you're able to... something. And then, JJ, do you send Poppy out to get, like, a log or something? Yes. Something to prop it up? Yeah. Because you probably don't have but anything with you up here that... Oh, no, no. We'd have to go get something substantial. And leave the Russian somewhere okay. else. <laughs> Tell me to go get tea. Well, he probably has seen all this already, so. Ah, yeah. um, 
All right, so pop you out and you basically get like a log that was being used to, for, to sit on by the fire and bring it back up. Now with some heaving and some huffing, you guys are able to slide the stone block up and then stick the log under it, which then makes a space big enough that a person can crawl under there as long as they're not George. Sounds good. Well, yeah. Shine a torch in. See what we can see. Okay, well, you see that there's... The thing the stone was sitting on top of is right in front of you. And it appears to be... a green uh, knapsack. Hmm. Like army green? Kind of, yeah. But it's very That's old and worn and yeah. I will And you can see that that it had as you pull it out, um that it had a like a cast iron cooking pot on it that is severely smashed. Hmm. Is there anything else inside? As you look at the inside the knapsack, yes, you can find that there's a number of things inside, um, and um, but you also see that there is a Stark Weather and More Expedition patch on it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, that's also. Oh no. Oh, God, I hope Patrick isn't in here dead. Inside you find... Uh, you find that the knapsack is very worn. It seems to have been patched with uh, some colorful uh, Tibetan or cloth or Chinese cloth. Um, and looking there, there's some stale food, um, a small bottle uh, that is miraculously unbroken, um, some clothes, and a group of some papers that are bound together. And also there is a small sack, like about the size of a dice bag. Aha! Well, shall we dare to open it here underneath this gigantic stone? Actually, maybe let's leave that until our Russian friend's gone. Um, is there a space behind this door? Yes. It looks like it opens up into a larger space beyond. I'll, I'll make a show of looking disappointed with the snap sack, but I'll take it and put it in my sack um, and say, um, should we? Shall we? Yes. Of course. Yes. Right. Who crawls in first? I can do it. I'm a little smaller than George. I can do it. 
Yeah. George guess. on the meat shield. <laughs> George is a little more invulnerable. Uh, sure, but we can rock, paper, scissors for it. Do we need to roll? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> one person rolls. Ian is one, Polly's two, JJ is three. Okay. Uh, and I guess Poppy's not going? Is, can Poppy be no, four? No, I'm not rolling because I'm, I'm already... Okay. I'm a mess. Maybe we'll see <laughs> okay. so, it's, so Poppy's three. Okay. So can we agree okay. one is paper, two is rock, three is scissors? Is that clean? Otherwise, we don't have a winner in that. We're just rolling numbers. Roll a 1d3. Ian is one. Polly's two. Okay. Poppy's three. Okay. It's Poppy. Wait, why are we sending our medical professional? No, I have no idea. I don't know. Poppy doesn't have this to go. Your, this is your guy's plan. Just, <laughs> just along for the ride. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, scissors. wait, no, no, you'll, no. Yeah, One of those okay two. She's a woman. Her life is worthless. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. That era sucked. Uh, um. What am I doing here out in the wilds of China? While you guys are busy rock, paper, scissoring, I'm going to go ahead and crawl into there and grab stuff. So whatever. All right. Okay. <laughs> so inside, as you come in, you see that it is uh, some cold fresh air is coming in through what looks like a shaft. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's kind of cluttered with a bunch of different things in here, but in the back you can see that there's kind of a pillar in front of a wall that has a scroll hanging on there that is in the Chinese, Tibetan, you don't know, Sam. Um, and around here you can see that there are um, looks like a bunch of you know old stuff. Hey, I'm just gonna start like grabbing anything that looks like it's worth paying attention to, and shoving it out from the the room through the gap. If that's okay. Sorry, what was that? I'm gonna start grabbing anything I can and shoving it out of the room through the gap. If that's okay. Okay. Uh, so you grab. There is like a uh, curved blade, like a sword. Yeah. So you toss that out. Um, there is a staff that has like a bunch of rings on it and like sort of a tridenty type thing at the top. Okay. And I'm definitely gonna chuck that scroll out off the wall if I can. Alright, you take the scroll off the wall. It's very old and delicate, but you roll it up and toss it through the hole. Ah and uh, Reggie's like, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait. <laughs> Stuff is just flying out of the hole. <laughs> like, hold on. Hold on, wait. Let's go in. <laughs> and uh, I make sure that the scroll is carefully taken care of before we okay. go in. Yeah. And then also you see that there is like what looks like a piece of um, black stone, like maybe obsidian, mm -hmm. that is about... Uh, about yay big around, like almost like a small plate. Yeah. And it seems to have gold on it. And it's carved. Okay, well, just because of back past experiences, I'm going to whip off a, a, a article of clothing, wrap it around that, and shove it out so I don't touch it with my bare hands. 
Okay. So it comes out wrapped in your polka dot boxer shorts. Yes, perfect. Uh, and with you, so is that that pillar you mentioned? Is that actually load bearing, like a load bearing poster from The Simpsons, or is it just decorative? Uh, it is actually, as you look at it, it is maybe about uh, three feet tall. Mm -hmm. And then on top, it looks like there is a shallow uh, depression. And then there's something that I could, you can only really describe as looking like a spoon or a lever uh, that is kind of sticking out the top at an angle. Okay, I'm going to push at the lip of the top of the thing to see if it's connected okay. to something or if it feels like it's locked in. Um, in case that's... It does feel kind of like connected to the floor somehow. Okay, I'm going to leave it alone for now. I'm going to keep working the room and get as much stuff out of there as possible. Okay. So there's other things that you get that seem like prayer prayer bowls and other sort of like items that look religious in nature. Um, but you also find that there, it looks like there's torn bags and things that look like someone has already taken a bunch of stuff out of here. Hmm. Hmm. Sorry, I, um, I'm going to take a moment to look at the scroll. Cool. Okay. As you look at the scroll, you unroll it, you can see that it has written writing on it in Chinese characters and in Tibetan characters. Is it Mandarin or is it free Mandarin? Uh, how's your uh, Chinese archaeology? Mm, not so good. Chinese history? Yeah. I thought the red language for Chinese was the same regardless of the dialect up until the new Chinese forms were created. Yeah, it was... Uh... Sorry, that's not something Sam would know, so I will shut the F up right now. There's Sorry. a big difference between, I guess, spoken Chinese and written Chinese. Yeah, a huge difference from what I understand. Yeah. So um, I can't speak to that. I'm not an expert, but okay. um, in this case, uh, it's it looks old. But the Chinese okay. characters probably haven't changed that much since this was made. And you probably don't know how to read Tibetan at all. No. Um, hmm. My instinct is to... Well, I'm just, I'll ask him to describe the room and what he sees. Well, once I've emptied all the... Everything I can basically take that doesn't feel like it's going to trigger a trap out of the room... I will slither back out from underneath the rock and then just tell you what I saw and tell you about the pillar thing with the weird lever spoon that I bet will trap you in the room if we don't brace up that door somehow before we pull that lever. That's my suspicion. I actually was looking at that pillar thinking maybe I could use that pillar as a way to brace up the door so that there's no chance it would come down. But apparently somebody else thought of that because it's the lever. I think it may be something else entirely. Could be. Did you see Sam any signs of... Man with simple perception. No, did you see any other signs of... of uh, Patrick? 
Uh, I would have to roll for that, I think. That would be a perception thing or something. Well, you're in there for a little while, yeah. and you didn't see anything else yeah. specifically Patrick-y. No. I mean, yeah, I mean, nothing's been called out. Patrick's body. I, but I have, I have gone through all corners of the room, taking everything I can find. It's not that bad. And chucking it out of the, the hole, so... Uh, if there were evident, like, scratches or bones or, you know, whatever, I would have found it, I think. Yeah, it's about... It's less than half the size of the room you're in right now, Ian. Uh, that's really small. That's like a Vancouver apartment. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, safe to say that the only thing really standing out for me now is that that pedestal with the the spoon lever on it. But I'm not willing to commit to that unless I know where exits secure. Um. So anyway, so whoever speaks Mandarin, do you want to? Presumably, you can try to read the scroll. Yeah. Uh, I'll work on it with Poppy. We'll try and read it together. How does okay. that work? Um, so it seems to be describing uh, a something called the Janboru, um, which was a jewel gifted to the monks and it was hidden here to preserve it for the glory of Buddha from the horse devils. Hmm. Hmm. Are the horse devils the Mongolians? That's probably a lot of horse devils. Just thinking, you know, horses, devils. You know that this area was conquered by the Mongols. I mean, that's my first guess. Points. Mongol hordes. Like, you can't have a horde without Mongolians. Yep. For the horde. <laughs> or World of Warcraft. I'm gonna slither under, <laughs> painfully, and give it okay. a real good searching. And All right. I'm going to see if I think that this thing on top of the pillar is uh, fits in with hermetic ritual of any kind. Examining it, uh, I'll say that you can deduce that the spoon lever looks like it maybe was the trigger for releasing the stone block. Like there was okay. something sitting on top of it that when it was removed, that released the stone block. Gotcha. So if I was a crazy person who could teleport and I had a stone falling down on top of me, I might go to another plane. Sure. I'm going to thoroughly search all the sacks and things 
see if there's anything we've missed. Sacks and things like from the knapsack. Uh, oh no, not the knapsack stuff. The in the room. Oh okay, yeah. So it looks like there was things stored in here that maybe some of it was turned to dust a long time ago, like grain. Um and but also many of these sacks seem like they were they maybe they had something that was valuable and then they were emptied out by somebody. Okay. Hmm. Like maybe the Russians who found this place originally. Right. Hmm. I'm going to put something on the uh, weight, the trigger, and see if the okay. stone goes back up. <laughs> Probably not, but you know. No. Okay. Well, you think that it, it was it was the thing that released the stone, but it yeah. Okay. There's no pulley system to move it back up. Got it. This is a one-time trigger. It's just a trigger. Well, that's good. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Anyone else doing anything while Reggie is in the room? I've got an old ritual where when you're in a weird tomb and you want to claim the room, you pee in all four corners. So this has taken me a while because I wasn't actually that hydrated, so I'm working on that slowly while this goes on. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm as screwed as possible. And sighing. Yeah, but yeah. I might have a couple of shivers, but I'm just going to go ahead and mark the room if that's okay. I'm going to go ahead and leave the room for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... All right, you crawl back out. Um, I'm going to start to sh look through the papers in the backpack. Well, the papers in the backpack, they seem to be old... Uh, Tibetan religious writings, some of them very, very old, but it looks like that on the back of them, um, Patrick has written a journal of sorts. Ooh. Ah. And so as you kind of read through it and you kind of put them into order, they're not, it's not like a journal where it's like, you know, day one, day two, it's more, looks like a combination of his notes and also, you know, other thoughts or whatever but basically as you kind of flip through it you find him talking about uh the golden ones uh and questions about who they are um you have see him he wrote the name of uh kun sang um, and about, he describes her as, um, being trapped and notes to himself on, like, trying to save Kun Sang. Um, he has, um, notes in here about, the traveler um and the traveler who uh he describes as being um bup, bup, bup. 
Where is this? Um, Zhang Fan. He describes a traveler by the name of Zhang Fan uh, and calls a note about uh, getting information from him about him. I'm sorry, information about him uh, as having stolen the jewel. Uh, and he has circled on there uh, 1452. Okay. You see in there, there's also some comments about uh, definitely Antarctica technology. And you see that there's like, it looks like a crude map uh, involving, uh, it looks like mountain passes or something. What about mountain passes? Uh, like a line pass mm. showing mountain passes, like, you know, and like, you know, there's three mountains and there's a path on the left-hand side of one of the, the slopes kind of thing. Uh, you know, nothing's labeled, so you don't quite know how it relates to anything, but uh, maybe it was just his notes to himself. We need to find somebody who recognizes the shape of those mountains. Hmm. Mm. And then, yeah, I see in there he has a note about... Uh, priest named Yesha Durga uh, can give location of the jewel and the coffer. Uh, and then he has uh, the name uh, Jock Hang near Barkor Square. J-O-K-H-A-N-G. Barkor Square? Barkor, B-A-R-K-H-O-R. Okay. All right. I think we have some ideas here. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So I'm going to read all of this off and um, maybe we need to bribe our Russian <laughs> and uh, now is the time to break out a small number, like a, a small stack of dollars. 
and give them to our Russian friend. And just hold up a finger. <laughs> give him like a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. And um, so it sounds like uh, Patrick is already on the trail here, and we need to try and follow him, find the mountain passes, and uh, see where Barkor Square is. To check out the bottle or the bag in his knapsack? Oh, yes. Yeah, we'll check them out. Okay. The bottle seems to have some sort of, like, white liquid in it. I don't think we mm. want to, like, mess with it until we can figure out what it might be. And then inside the bag, as you open up, you see that it has probably about like a handful or more of gold nuggets. Is what? Hmm. Like a handful or more of gold nuggets. Of various sizes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Huh. Um, the black stone and the curved blade. Mm -hmm. That strikes me as hermetic. Phonetic? Hermetic. Like, you know, there's always hermetic. a sword and there's always a a receptacle, and then there's blood. That's what they always write about. One side, well, on the stone, one side is highly polished uh, and inscribed with strange and heavily worn swirling motifs. Could be stylized animals intertwined, or it might just be abstract patterns. And then... The curved blade, it's actually smaller than a sword. It's more like about like a large dagger. Um, and it also, as you pull it out of the, the scabbard, it's a little, a little rusty, uh, but it looks like it's very sharp. And has a very kind of ornate hilt with a skull on the pommel. Mm. So, um, and then finally, there's a staff. Yeah, the staff which with the definitely, rings. definitely, yeah, it definitely looks ritualistic. Looks like something a monk would carry. Um, and it's the cross section of the staff itself is like octagonal. Hmm. That's kind of cool. 
is it the <laughs> traditional staff we've seen from martial arts movies? Uh, it is similar, but it looks like the top is shaped more like a flame. Um, and the other thing is you're looking at it and flipping it around is that you see that, uh, it also has a skull carved into it, um, with, that has been painted white and red, like it's white bone but still with red flesh on it wow. in places and then it was tied with uh, long silk ribbons it definitely looks highly ritualistic and symbolic kind of cool um so i kind of don't think the monk would appreciate us taking out all this stuff but I think we're going to do it. When you first anyway. arrived there and you had to convince him to let you stay, you could tell yeah. uh, he has had bad situations with Western archaeologists carting off all kinds of things from this site. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Quite a few things ended up in the British Museum. <laughs> it's going to be hard to hide the staff. <laughs> Can we close this door again? Uh, yes. Yes, you can. Is there, will the staff fit upside down in the golf bag? <laughs> I believe it's too long for that. With the hunting rifle? Uh, I mean, if we poked the bottom end out, would the top mm -hmm. fit in? With just the bottom with its uh, metal tip sticking out. Yeah. You can, but it's you've got like a good foot or two that's still going to be sticking out. Okay. And it's anyone who's like looking at it'll be. If they're not like unless they're like kind of far away, it's they're going to totally see it. Yeah. Okay. So maybe. We'll pull that out at night. Um, but everything else can go into backpacks and stuff. Um, hmm. I mean, do we need all this stuff? Like, really? Like, Patrick's stuff, it makes uh, sense to take. The scroll maybe makes sense to take. But, like... All these bowls and everything else could just go back in the room, right? Like they're not that helpful. Yeah. The the um ritualistic bowls and things, maybe. It's uh like maybe keep one. The prayer the prayer bowls, keep like one. Um and keep all the scroll and the 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 blade and the stone. Um and Do you then, need the full staff? I think we need, I think if it's ritualistic, you know, if we wind up having to deal with things that must be dealt with ritualistically, 
I'd rather have too much ritualistic stuff than not have the right thing that, you know, closes the gate or banishes the thing or defeats well, the you Nazis. Send someone out to just, you can send someone out to distract the, uh, the priest and then just someone else takes the staff and stashes it somewhere where you can pick it, pick it up when you leave. That's a good idea. Um, maybe we get the priest to give us a tour of all of the things. And try and close the door again. The priest seems to, like, when he was talking with Poppy earlier, um, seems to be under the impression that you all are rich Westerners who might donate money to help the preservation efforts. Maybe that's what we so. can do. Maybe we can donate a little bit. We'll, we'll break out um, some of the gold. And... Uh, Give it to the priest. Like so what, uh, what some dollars, the... like a hundred bucks, and some gold. Some of the gold coins you brought, or, yeah. or some of the gold nuggets. Some of the gold coins. Okay. Uh, what about gold. the letter? Uh, we're leaving the. I mean, the lever is doesn't actuate. To make anything go backwards, you've you basically already flipped the you've already flipped the leather letter that, and it doesn't do anything. Now, okay, but, but maybe we can pull the coverings back over the gap, like let the stone back down over almost all the way, but not all the way. Well, probably now that the oh, back over the has pot. been removed. Uh, put the pot back and then lower it down again. Yeah, we'll do operation remove, um, remove staff. All we right. can bribe the priest. This seems like probably a pretty good place to break. I think everybody's pretty tired. Yeah, yeah, go. Sorry. Let me sorry about it. It's good we no, made no. progress. No, no. I'm, I'm bummed the lever didn't do anything though. I was hoping it would do something. Uh, you How do you know? Us. <laughs> yeah, and you burned yeah, a you... gigantic bonfire of flesh. Yeah, you slayed the enemies before you, and uh, burned their corpses. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. slay, I didn't slay anybody. That was all. That was all. George. George rocked it. No, nope, you got the first guy. Oh, did I? Yeah, well, I thought you, I thought like... really hit George. Okay. Right. Yeah, well, you, you flushed them out. Well. Yeah. yeah. You summoned George. That works too. George, George, George of the Jungle. Let's have that tree. <laughs> Poor Brendan Fraser. <laughs>